it's big announcement day. Well, it's supposed to be two big announcement day. It's going to be one big announcement it's, day. It's going to be one big announcement. But the trade is Tuesday is two big announcement day. Yeah, Tuesday is two big mm-hmm. announcement. This is one big announcement day. And I'm excited about one big announcement day because the I big count. Oh yeah, but that's not all. Like, there's more announcements to come even after. What? That. I know. I would also just like to say that Adam, you let everybody down. Why? You said. I'd also like to say that, but what's your reason? <laughs> you tease for weeks and weeks that today's the big announcement. It day. is. This podcast is going to go up at 12:01. So tomorrow's the big announcement. <gasps> you piece of trash. Terrible. Okay. Well, listen. Listen. You okay. let everybody down. I did it. not deliver on Thursday. You're right. I've let everybody down. So before I do it again, <laughs> let's get to this, okay? So here's the thing. First thing. I put it up in our Discord community. What do you think this is? And I said, I'll give you one of my Adam Wild mugs with my big stupid face on it, if you if you guess it correctly. So let's go through some of these, okay? okay. Number one, if it's a big announcement, it's got to be Panago coming back, which oh. it's not. It would be nice. We'd love like to have that. back, but it's like not. That very much. Small announcement. You guys are doing a live show. Well, maybe we have something about that later on. Uh, is the Dangle Navy team starting a... Uh, GTHL team called the SDPN Sailors. Like, are you guys... Uh, no. <laughs> I kind of thought, we should sponsor a GTHL team. Why don't we do that? Okay. Um, you know, Tavares and Sam Gagne, have, like, you think we have the same pull? We have no, the no, same... but you know, they always have, like, McChicken on the background or something. You know, like, we can be one of those. We can oh, be a jersey. Oh, a little logo yeah. on the jersey. Yeah, what the hell? Why not? Yeah, come on down um, to Bob's Hardware yeah, Shop. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I was at West Hill Golden Hawk, it was Chicken Joy. Um, Miro said, SDP getting a subscription service. No, but that's a no. good idea. Uh, they said. Uh, Joy said, and OnlyFans. Is that- yeah, OnlyFans, where you post, you post rants. Uh, Joy said, maybe it's a live pod with Sportsnet. It's not that. Uh, somebody said, is SDP the new Tim and Sid? It is not that. Definitely not that. Uh, is Tim? We Mc- are the friends. Somebody. <laughs> Jonas said, is Tim coming on as a fourth member in the Tim and Friends Tim and Friends time slot? I don't know why the Tim and Sid. I don't connection. know. I don't um, know how that happened. Uh, are, is SDPN starting a new esports brand? No, but good idea. No, Zach Hyman threatened me and told me not to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the we, N- we were going to call it twelve. The N in SDPN what? stands for Neilander. It's called eleven. Is it? It's a very funny joke. Sorry, what did so you say? The N in SDPN stands for Nylander. He will be the new fourth host. He's yeah, but now the Leafs have a huge hole on the wing. The N in Na- uh, the N stands for nation. So the SDPN bought a country. Not that. Somebody somebody else said. Somebody else said maybe they're bringing back ice surfing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> why are you laughing? Yeah, ice why surfing, are you everybody? <laughs> Yeah, I get it for ice surfing. Uh, Never missed an episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Always- Jeff Merrick, Jason York, Statman Stan Rodka. How dare you? You know, you always have to save it and watch it on Periscope the next day. Cool. Yeah, uh, you do. Nick, Nick Kiprio is joining the pod, and Steve and him are going to have a Paul Brother-esque boxing match. Uh, um, you and Kipper. Well, see, he... Like, the Pauls win, though. Right, I know. Yeah. Well, one of them. Um, uh, another one here. Uh, movie deal for This Team Is Ruining My Life. Which would just be oh. Steve at the zoo. Uh, it's, it's me played by like someone with abs. That's, um, that's in the contract. Oh Jesse brings money to uh, brings in money to the network by starting a betting show. Huh. You know what? Last episode, I tried to do the odds out loud in my head, and boy, did the gatekeeping betting community let oh, me know. Oh, they sure did. That I did not calculate it wrong, and you were right. You would have got ninety dollars on your hundred dollar bet. Listen, just because you don't know what you're doing doesn't mean you can't follow your dreams. That's what I did, and it's worked out. <laughs> By the way, write that under ideas to steal. <laughs> <laughs> A few wow. more. Steve Dangle podcast going live in Nebraska. What? No. no. Okay. Uh, Landon, Adam, you're announcing your divorce. 
Sorry, Landon. <laughs> How many more of these? Oh, just get, a few more. A few more. A few more. Okay, one of them said it's got to be one of these things. Chris Johnson appears in person. Two, some sort of partnership. Three, all Manscaped ad episode. Not that. Another one asked for Farmers Only ads. Uh, Steve bought a zoo. Adam does a history corner on divorce. Okay. Andrew Berkshire gets a podcast. Okay, mm, interesting. File that. File that. Right <laughs> Justin Fisher asked if it had something to do with him. He's quote feeling a little tired and probably. Here, not how many? Here. How many more? Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Here no. we go. Here we go. No. One person, a few people got close. Penguin Scroller from Discord. Reporter Chris joins the SDP full-time. Close. Mm-hmm. Duke Fan 9. CJ, CJ joins the podcast full-time as the insider. Oh. Closer. And we just, we just, we come up with our stupid theories and then we go, CJ, pull that up. Is that correct? And then he just goes, no, almost every time. And we continue. <laughs> and lastly, George nailed it. CJ starts a podcast under the new network banner. Can you file that under ideas to steal? Oh, <laughs> oh hey. hey guys. Hey. What do you think? How are you doing? You know, I think we can work with that. All right. Okay. Let's do the intro okay. then. I just, ideas stolen. <laughs> The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! Finally! (laughs) (laughs) Chris, I just want to read this thing before we get you talking full full on this. Chris Johnson, now at the Toronto Star, and his media empire will continue to grow. I'm going to miss his weekly crypto updates, Blue Jays' opinions, and reaching out to him to say, you have a, you have a good source here? Is there something you can check for me? Knowing he, uh, this great teammate would always nail down the news that 2020s will be the decade of Johnston. That is from Elliot Friedman in 31 Thoughts. Wow. Or 32 Thoughts. Excuse me, Elliot. Sorry about that. That was the 30-second thought. That thoughts. was the 30-second <laughs> thought. And so, CJ, I mean, listen, what? Let's. I'm going to let you take, take over from here. What are you doing? Whew. It's a lot, man. I'm a little emotional about the Elliot thing. I got to be honest. It's pretty nice. Aww. It feels like a breakup a little bit. Yeah. Elliot and I. But this feels like a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not one we're going to get divorced from before no. anyone gets uppity in the comments. Thank you. Thank you. This More marriage? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to finally fucking do this. And it's been months and months and months and months in the works. Blocked. I even got lost on my way here. Like, just comically lost. Like, I was, like, in Newmarket, basically. Oh, is somehow. that what? Okay, yeah. We started the podcast. How did you pull that off? <laughs> it's, it's been a long road, Steve, to get to this point where we're going to have a Chris Johnson show under the SDPM banner. And so it was only fitting that I would have a difficult time getting there. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to tell you, there is some, there's some background here. First off. Uh, we will meet the host of this show, co-host of this show. Obviously, Chris is the star of the show. We got a host. His name is Julian McKenzie. You might already know him. If you don't, you'll Big get to Big ups, Julian! We love yes. Julian. Very excited to have him on. And I think also what's important here is that you know that this was a long, long, long time coming. This was, uh, I think we're at 11 months now. We've been talking about this. Yeah, like we could have had a kid. This podcast we could have had a kid. Yeah, like, it know, is. Like, I did. It, <laughs> it, <laughs> And, and basically, you know, so so Chris, um, you know, uh, this show, just so everybody knows, will run twice a week, and it will be half an hour a show, and it's going to be everything that you know and love about Chris when he comes on our show. And where right. can you find it? 
on the SDPN YouTube page. Uh, there will be a Chris Johnson feed if you want to listen to it audio-wise. I mean, you tell me, head of production, <laughs> Jesse Blake, where can you find you it? subscribe to it on all major uh, podcasting platforms and then on our YouTube page, youtube.com. I hope Jesse's ready to work overtime. I oh, want to do like nine shows a week yeah, right are now. You like, ready? I'm ready are to you run ready? through a friggin' wall. <laughs> <laughs> the energy Chris brought in here tonight was amazing. Oh, I just yeah, got to say, yeah. like he's, he, I don't know if you could tell on camera, but he's vibrating. I'm weirdly nervous, like not to be on with you guys, but just like so pumped, excited, anxious, like... All those things you feel when you know you're going to do something cool and big and, and like it's like it, it's not to be too, not to put too fun a point on it, but like, but like life changing kind of moment. Whoa. Wow. wow. I'll take it that far. Honestly, it's been a crazy summer for me. I didn't mean to switch jobs. I switched jobs. Uh, it opened up the opportunity to do this. And finally, after literally, I don't know how many phone calls we had, Adam, but a lot. A lot of friggin' phone calls, a lot of talking it through, getting excited, getting our hopes dashed, all this stuff. And finally, like, we're actually here announcing this thing. Now we have to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, that's another thing. First, you sort of buy the house and you figure out how to decorate it. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then all of a sudden, you got a studio in the basement. <laughs> you just, yeah. You got to fill it with all the CJ staples, running advice. Quotes from the Daily Stoic, <laughs> Coburg tourism, like things, things like that. We got to get you to I've, do a tour of Coburg on our YouTube page. Like, oh, a, oh, are you kidding? Yeah, like a top five spots Let's to visit there Coburg. right now. I really, let's go. Although the streetlights aren't so bright, so oh, they, they might go. need a little extra lighting there, okay. Jesse. Uh, we I'll bring do, the lighting kit. I mean, this is the thing, right? You're not. It's it's a show, but it's uh, uh, you've you've always come on our show and you've brought the the A game. And I, I remember a couple of years ago there was. Uh, post camp, and I think this is right after what it was twenty nineteen loss, and like runs. you know they were going to get Tyson Berry a few weeks later. Like that's the context of that. And I remember Chris texting me going, uh, "I might have dropped a few too many bombs on the show because it was the reaction was so big." And I think the what I I mean what we love the the Dangle Navy community is amazing, and everybody that listens to this show is amazing uh, in, in the intensity that they bring. But Chris, like the intensity and the love that they have for you, this felt like such a natural fit. Yeah, there was no way. There, I wasn't settling for less than this. And and honestly, when you guys first told me you you were putting an N on the end of your initials, mm-hmm. and that you weren't becoming a nation state, that it was just a network, <laughs> and that there might be a way for us to work together, uh, or whatever. I don't know. Are you my boss? I don't even know no, what this is. No, but like we're we're partners. Uh, but you know that we could do something like this. Like once you said that, it was in my mind and my heart, and there was no way I was doing taking this anywhere else. You know, even honestly, in my contract talks this summer with various places, I had, you know, a few different opportunities. You know, some of them wanted me to do a podcast. And in a weird way, that became a negative for them because obviously if I went and did a podcast for them, this wouldn't be happening. So, um, you know, it's awesome that somehow it all worked out. Sometimes the universe works in mysterious ways. And like literally two months ago, I didn't know I'd be sitting here. One month ago, I didn't know I'd be sitting here. But, you know, this is a long time in the making. So let me ask you guys. What were your thoughts about this as this process happened? Like, I know, Steve, you're, you're out of it. You're completely divorced of all this because you're a busy man. Divorced? <laughs> well, okay, there's, poor there's, choice there's, of words. There's, there's a reason CJ goes, are you my boss now? And then looked at you. <laughs> like, and not me. Because, right. Like, you're, you're Captain Phone Call. Like, you're, uh, you, you've been, I mean, 
Jeez, I, I feel like Jesse and I are like the maid of honor and, and best man at, at a wedding between you two. Because like you you guys really hammered this out and made this happen, right? Mm -hmm. And I and I know this is something like you really wanted to do. Oh man. And I'm fired up because of that. Right? And honestly, like back in January I thought it was gonna happen. We all did. It was yep. it, we were at the altar or close yeah. to we were outside of the church at least. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we had drove the, up. We had the yeah. officiant all lined up. And somebody stood up when they said, Does anybody reject yeah. this marriage? Does anyone <laughs> <laughs> what I will say is that um, there is there's a lot here. I mean, every time Chris is on, you you can hear the chemistry and the camaraderie. And by the way, for anybody asking, Chris will still come on the show. Don't worry. Like you're still the fourth <laughs> member of the SDP. Can you imagine <laughs> him joining our network being the the thing that stops him yeah. from coming on the show? Like, <laughs> but you know, somebody would ask that question, so that fair, will still happen. Fair. But you know, the the thing about this too that's special is that what 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 you bring, Chris, that I think everybody here recognizes, and I feel like you're among family, so we can say we, um, is that that you're a guy who is you know you're well informed, you have all these connections, blah blah blah, big deal. But you're also a guy that we all kind of want to hang out with. We all want to be friends. Like I keep saying to Chris, we've never done it. Am I the old guy? You just like keep no, around you're just to like <laughs> you, and you, just in case trouble breaks out. You know, Mister Johnson will know what to do. No, no, it's just well, there's that, and it, yeah, you also calm us down every off season when the Leafs blow it. But I think I think what it is is that like you look at the way that our listeners respond to you and how much they love you, and I think that's the that's the part here that I think is going to work is that it starts here. And and it starts with the the people that love you so much in this community, and and we know it's going to grow. It's going to be a huge show. But um, I, I'm like so excited too for everybody to meet Julian, because that is a oh, guy. Yeah. There's a guy who's a rising star. Have we not had him on the show? We've never had him on the show. No, he's on Tim and Friends all the time now. You've co-hosted yeah. a show with Julian on Tim and Friends before he's been on this podcast. Yeah, and he was. I think it was actually both of you were on the same stream, one uh, playoff game. I, th I think it was Montreal versus Vegas. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was. I mean, Julian's unreal. Julian's unreal. Like we wanted to. We wanted this to guy. Put, we we wanted him. We mm -hmm. wanted to put you with a host uh, worthy of of you know he's at your caliber, and uh, we found one. Well, it's cool. So I didn't know Julian when actually when we first started talking about this, going way back more than a year ago, and I started making some phone calls to people I trust in the industry. You know, thinking of doing a podcast. You know, would love to find a young, energetic host. Someone. You know, who do you think? And like, I kept hearing about this guy mm -hmm. and, you know, honestly, he came to me by word of mouth. Though obviously you guys are making these kind of choices as the overlords of whatever this is, this nation state that you are building it's out just, of a basement. Me and, me and Jesse, basically. Steve, I'm a silent partner. Steve's a <laughs> but I'm just, it's saying, just Jesse and I. By no means that I hire Julian or find Julian, but like you know, when it came to the idea of working with him, I just a lot of people that I trust implicitly in this industry just spoke to his work ethic, how much he hustles in Montreal. You know, like he's he's had to take the hard way into this industry, which a lot of people do. Let's face it. There's not an easy way into this industry nowadays, really. So, so let me ask you this, okay? So you guys, especially the two of you, because Jesse and I came up through pop radio, so it's a little different. But when you guys started out, when you were at your part-time job stage and you had multiple, what were your multiple part-time jobs? I know a little bit more about yours, Steve, yeah. but it was NHL Network, CBC, uh, Zoo. Well, yeah, Toronto Zoo. Yeah. Um, oh, geez. If we're, if we're going to go non-sports, like I worked All at, at the same time. I worked at HMV One Christmas, like, <laughs> I, I, like for like five, five minutes. Sold some um, CDs. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Leafs TV. Um, I, I honestly forget. Chris, but I've collected a paycheck from every major sports outlet in the country. Basically. Yes, 100%. Chris, you yeah. did too, right? 
more or less. And, and it, I don't know how far back you want to go. Like, honestly, one of my first, maybe my first job was I used to write physical letters and send them in the mail to NHL teams, get autographs from players and sell them at the schoolyard. No oh, way. Wow. That's yeah. like a real thing that happened. And I actually have a bunch of the old ones that I never sold, like Tiamu Solani and Jets like stuff and, and a bunch of others in, in my dad's basement like to, to prove that I used to do you that. Had, that's pretty cool. Well, so the reason I asked that is when I sp- spoke to Julian the first time, he was working at TSN Radio in Montreal. Sportsnet had him writing some stuff. Uh, he was working at CTV Montreal doing like the sports weather. and weather. It, like he, and then he had two podcasts, one with Yahoo and one on his own. He filled in on Sportsnet and TSN in like the same month. Yeah. Like he's... He's he, that good. He's exceptional. Yeah. I, I had the pleasure of having Zoom beers with him. Oh, really? Uh, a few months back. Yeah, it was great. So, yeah. and Joy- I had joked that we were the unholy media alliance. He is single-handedly the unholy <laughs> media alliance. Right. He just works for everybody. Yeah. And, and honestly... That, like, that, he's collecting us like Thanos. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're his trading cards. And let's, really, let's be straight. Obviously, there's some media rivalries in this country. But if all of us had our druthers, we'd all work together. Right? It's not It's not like that. We don't have like a team thing. No, it's everybody... Well, oh, every time you bring up the fact that you work for... for Bell versus Rogers. We don't. We'd all rather just work together and just have some so fun. Mad. No, <laughs> I have a dartboard with Jay Onright's face on it. Good. Just, like, Do you know what one of the more that? fun nights I've ever had in my career was? I think it was the Cup final in Vegas, and a group of TSN on-air people went out for dinner with a group of Sportsnet on-air people, and then at the end we did that game that NHL players do, where everyone puts their credit card in. Oh no! Way. To pay for it. And A, it was just a really cool night because it literally was like six or eight from each network all together, laughing, breaking bread, telling stories and lies and all the things you do and those things. And then at the end, someone had to pay. And it was hilarious to watch David Amber nearly have to pay. <laughs> <laughs> like, for such a rip-jacked man, yes. David Amber gets nervous. Does like, if it's, if it's Oh, yeah. Oh, if yeah. He's facing, oh, yeah. If he's facing a meaningless three-foot putt on a golf course. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> <really>? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. Man. Adam. Okay, we you gotta you send know how this clip. You always describe watching a Leaf game with me, and I'm throwing my phone. Yeah. At, no, that's him every night at work. At, oh yeah, is he a Leaf fan by the way? Uh, he's no, he's 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 pro Canadian team, pro Canadian team. Okay, but like legitimately, yes. Like it's almost again. That's even comical because we've been there at hockey night in like November. And he's already worried about like where the Jets are in the playoff <laughs> race and stuff, and like freaking out if they're down three to one in Anaheim or whatever. Like he he. Take anyway. that, Columbus. <laughs> Who paid that night? <laughs> Who, did Who pay lost? That night? The, now, this is hilarious. So, well, it depends. It wasn't me, so it was really hilarious. It was right. an unpaid intern. It was like a real dick move that they all did that. <laughs> it was like producer a, Drew. Like, yeah. yeah. No, he's not. A... <laughs> it was it was Bobby Mack. Oh! Hey, and, oh. So the right guy. Yeah. yeah. But it was <laughs> legitimate. Should. It was legitimate, and it was down to Bobby Mack and David Amber when there was two cards left in the hat. Wow! And so David was like, "Forget a three foot putt." He was, he was freaking out. <laughs> and I should wow. be clear here, in case it's not, it's I don't want anything to be missed. My tone, like David Amber is the biggest sweetheart of a man. Oh yeah, I think everybody like, knows that. Super good friend of mine. But you know, as with all good friends, I, I know where the, I know where to poke him. <laughs> man, he he gets so nervous. He's he's a guy that I've been dying to have on in this show. He's like, unreal. He just seems like first off. When I he was at the Dangle Navy tournament, right? He was at the was he not at the No, thing? he wasn't able to, but he made a big donation. Where did we see I saw him somewhere, I was like, holy Yeah, crap. he donated the he, money he didn't have to spend on that dinner. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He he like first off, clearly works out every day all the time. Uh and, oh, yeah. and second, he just seems like a big ball of positivity. Like I don't know if you could find a, a, a I mean maybe 
I know off off camera we're all a, a little different, but like I don't think you can fake that. That seems real. Oh yeah, he's what you see is what you get. No, that's amazing. I love that. And I it's actually that. great too because obviously in in media circles this isn't a commentary on anyone in particular, but like some people are sort of divas or whatever. I think some of that reputation is earned for people in television. Dangle. What? I know. What? <laughs> what? But like David is as genuine as they come, and I think that that's like that really is my takeaway from working with him and spending so much time with him is like good for him for because he you know he's he co-hosts hockey night in canada with ron mcclain like, yeah. yeah if anyone could have an ego yeah you know, i think i think like the world would allow him to have an ego but yeah. he, it really doesn't and uh he's just a super guy he my, my last like fun industry moment before everything shut down because of covid uh, amber was my uber after oh yeah <laughs> drove funny. me to dinner just, just no problem. Just yeah, here, hop in the back. That's pretty. Me cool. and JD Bunkus, five star rating. I hope that yeah, seriously. Yeah, he hit a curb. So oh, so, uh, so, four, so four. listen, Chris. I think a lot of people have watched this summer and were surprised for you not to be at sports then anymore because we've just so used to you. You eight years there. Yeah, eight and a half. And you know, wow. really great memories and a great time and a great partnership between you and them. And obviously, you told Elliot and whatever. And and um, I, I a lot of people want to know what because i don't know if you've spoke about it in the column but while you're here can you tell us a little bit about the what the what the role at the star is going to be and what you're gonna what you're hoping to accomplish there because it is it is a really a new chapter for you it is and, and look you know i think change can be healthy for everyone um and and you know it really wasn't my intention at the start of the summer for it to go this way but you just never know when you i remember daniel Alfredson said when he left ottawa uh, because if you remember, the Senators left him unsigned right up, and that was when they started that free agent window. And he said as soon as he got to the point where he started talking to other teams, it was like he opened this door in his brain, and he started imagining what it would, you know, because he'd been a Senator his whole life. And and so, you know, I haven't worked at Sportsnet my whole life, but obviously tremendously proud to spend four seasons on Hockey Night in Canada. Loved my colleagues, as I said. But, you know, I started having conversations. My contract was coming to an end. And, and you know, really what's taken me in this new venture where you can see my writing in the star now is – you know, they have a real specific plan and I'm not really at liberty to disclose it all because mm -hmm. this this is definitely above Why my not? pay grade. Why not? Well, look. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> here's the thing. I want a hallmark of my show to where I'm not lying to my audience and like I yeah. want the audience to know that. But, you know, certain things like this, I really am not, I'm protecting obviously myself here, but, but you know, this isn't all. There's the a public. fiduciary responsibility yes, with that. This isn't all yeah. in the public domain yet, but they have a very specific plan for, for some, you know, evolutions in, in the way they do business. They, you know, really believed in me and, and, you know, had a lot of really open conversations with, you know, how they thought I could help and what they want to do. And, you know, I wanted to be a hockey journalist since I was five years old. And the reason that's the case is because literally every morning at the breakfast table, my mom and I would sit there with the paper and I would always read the sports section and she'd read all the other stuff that made her much smarter than I was uh, or am. And, you know, that's really where the dream was born. And, you know, I, I, I don't come from a, a family where, you know, my dad was an immigrant from Scotland, basically didn't go to school because, you know, he had a tough upbringing and came here for a better life, as a lot of Canadians do. You know, my mom went through university. But, you know, my point was that there, I had no obvious entry point, right? Mm -hmm. Other than I was lucky. There was no connection to the I was media. lucky to be born yeah. in Canada and I had really supportive, loving family. So obviously I got a head start on a lot of people in the world. But... Um, you know, it's not like they knew how to do it, but my mom was just like, yeah, you could do that. And so I read the newspaper and dreamed of it and honestly never really let go of that dream until somehow I did it. And now I'm like mid career. And every once in a while I remember all this and I was like, I'm not sure how that all played out, but 
you know, honestly, when the Toronto Star came to me and they have this this plan uh, with with Nordstar, a new company they're launching, uh, which is who I'm technically employed by, uh, where I can be part of their, you know, this this new chapter in their business and and help hopefully you know take them to new heights and be part of a team there. I mean, it just it was such a unique opportunity and and honestly, you know, I'm a sentimentalist at heart. Like I can't hide that fact. And there was just, there was something pulling on, you know, the, the corner of my jeans there, just thinking like there was a little magic in the possibility there. And you know, it's, it's the same with this podcast. Like this only works. Like I'm taking a bit of career risk here. Let's just call it as it is. Cause like most people, if they leave the set of hockey night in Canada, they do it with a, you know, severance check or something like it's cause they are kicking it. and screaming because it's, I mean, you got to live that dream too. Right. But I like, mean, like saying, that would be my dream. I want to host hockey night in Canada one day too. I mean, it would be amazing. Like every, who doesn't want to do that. Right. And, and, but, and look, like I really, like I was, I didn't, I almost felt like I never belonged there, honestly, for four years. Like, really? Oh man. Like man, I, I did too. I yeah, st- I, I still got, <laughs> like, I got nervous every Saturday. I think that's um, normal, though, isn't it? Yeah, but like not the nervous, like I don't want to screw up. Like it just sort of felt so big. Like it was awesome. Like and so I don't want that ever to get twisted. Like, no, I, I don't. I loved the opportunity, but you know, it's, again, it's just like that part of my mind open. And so I'm I'm taking a little bit of a calculated risk with my career, but I believe in the audience, and and this will only work if enough people go to my articles at the Toronto Star. And, you know, everyone you know has different. Everyone subscribes to a bunch of stuff right now. I mm-hmm. get it. But if enough people subscribe to that and want to read what I'm doing and engage with what I'm doing there, if we get enough listeners to the Chris Johnson show with Julian McKenzie, you know, this this only works if there's an audience. And so I'm betting on the fact that there'll be an audience and that we can build something. And obviously you guys are a huge part of that, too. And so I'm excited to have my my work appear at the star and, and eventually some other places once they get their other businesses up and running. And I'm excited to, to do this podcast and. I don't know. Let's. We need you guys. So please, please yeah. listen. Please subscribe. Please read. Honestly, go to the star and subscribe on one of my articles, and then tell me if you see me out and about. I'll buy you a beer. I'll reimburse you. It's, <laughs> it's a great. It, they got a great deal on right now. But but you know that's going to help make it successful for me. And and obviously I want lots of people to keep listening to the SDPN because. Well, yeah, and we've got other things cooking too, right? This is the this is the first step. But what was important to us, uh, and it, it, it's funny because this is the first thing that firmed up, frankly. Um, but this was always going to be the first thing we announced because you know I can remember. I don't know if you guys remember this, but years and years and years ago, this has to be six years ago now. Chris made his first appearance on the show, and he showed up in a suit and tie. Oh yeah, and he had his briefcase. And and I was I have to be honest with you. Do you remember this? Was that the that Doug was on, Sifu, uh, Doug Sifu episode? I think it might have been. I was on one with him actually. Yeah. Yes, and then you left midway through. Yeah. And we were on. Were we not on Thirty One Thoughts? Yeah, the, and we're the, like in the article? middle of our biggest interview that we had had up to that point, and you and I are like taking selfies. And yeah. <laughs> I, I was in BC, and you guys sent me the audio because I wasn't there for that. The Doug Sifu. Seafood episode because you're on vacation. Yeah, right. I was in Vancouver. Wow, was that my first time on though? I it might have been. It might have been, sure. been before, but I don't that was, remember. But I know I've been on a fair number of times. I just remember. I remember sitting there thinking, like, I can't believe this guy is making time for this weenie little oh, podcast. Yeah. Like, really, it was for us. It was like I was like, holy smokes, this is great. Like, in the stuff you said, and I was like, I'm like, does he know that? He, like, we like I know we've got a good little audience here, but I didn't. I was I was amazed, and and so. What I've always been blown away by with Chris Johnston is is if you can talk if I can talk about you as if you're not here is you not only can say these things but you can carry a show and you can carry a conversation and there's a difference right there's um, it's it's like what you know Elliot and Jeff have it too right they they've got 
there's certain people that can deliver the information but can't carry a, carry a show beyond 30 seconds, and that's fine. But Chris, you could talk to for hours. And it's the humanity of, of Chris Johnson that I'm so excited for everybody to get to know because it's not only are they going to get you know, the information that you provide and a deep dive into some of the biggest stories of the week, which is what you do, but they're also going to get to know you a little bit better. And I think, you know, Steve, that's the we, balance I'm nervous about. If oh, I'm being honest. I, why really just like, what's the line between obviously doing my job, you know, talking about a story of the week, letting you know what I know, giving you the context of why decisions are made and then being a big idiot goof. Who's Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's going to happen. <laughs> um, despite your best efforts and sometimes lackadaisical efforts, yes, that, that will certainly happen. But you'll, um, you'll establish a, a connection that I don't think you ever thought possible uh, right. with people. Adam uh, always talks about, uh, um, you know, I was doing my LFRs in my channel for a long time. And to, you know, pretty... I've seen some of the early ones. It was a long time ago. They're tough. They're tough. Like, to pretty... They're not, but they were. They worked at the time. Yeah. Right? Context of time matters, I think, but, too. And then they started to click, click, click. And then my uh, friend Adam decided he was, he was done collecting air miles for a while. Yeah. And you put down some roots and you said, let's start a show. And we... It's amazing. Like, we were... I was like... When we thought about the idea originally, I was like, I think I have three shows worth of material and then we're done. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I have not lived enough life yet. I don't have enough of an in in the industry. And I don't know, eight years later, we're still doing hour and a half podcasts mm -hmm. talking about, I don't know, friggin', you know, all the hockey news of today, the hockey news of yesterday, video games, Pokemon. Chinese emperors, hot yeah. dog eating contest, hot dog oh, eating yeah. contest victory. <laughs> no. I was uncomfortable watching that. That was so was, a lot. I was uncomfortable winning that. Adam more so because he barfed. Yes, yeah, that was pretty I rough. Remember. Sid Sixero texted us afterwards. He's like, "Gentlemen, that's great. That was great." Yeah. <laughs> We're like, "Why are you watching this too?" You know that Sid could just walk in there, no training, no nothing, and hammer We'd be you. Totally, we'd be done. <laughs> Be done. Like, just give him the belt on the way in the door. <laughs> yeah, it's over. Yeah. It's over. And He'd I mean, be eating a hot dog just to celebrate afterwards. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is somehow a compliment. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's oh. big kudos from him. Like, I when, when I got to co-host Tim and Sid with him, I, I had chicken fingers with him because that's like having a blunt with Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Like, yeah. you have to have chicken fingers with Sid Sixero. Yeah. So the fact that he was like, that, that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. thing I'm most excited about for this podcast is the relationship you and Julian are going to build with your audience. Yeah. Because I think like that transparency really comes through with podcasts because you, you the people are going to live with it twice a week on their commute. They're every day. They're going to have you in the ears and they're really going to see who Chris Johnson is. And they're, they're going to see your, your personality come through for, for hours every week. It warts and all. Oh, no. And Because I don't think you really had that platform yet in your career. Because on Hockey Night, it's okay. You're going to deliver the news. You're going to deliver the headlines. And then your articles. And then radio hit, radio hit, radio, radio hit, radio hit. Just give us the info. We got radio, we got, radio, yeah. we got radio. Hit the, the 40 at the, at the bottom of the hour, you know? And then with your articles, it's, it's about the players and the storyline of the game. And now you get a chance to where you're really going to show, like, who you are as a person and build a huge audience. I'm excited to see... Where that takes you. No yeah. pressure, eh? Thanks. No pressure. <laughs> it's not, but it, you know, but, but I don't think it's it just is. a modest audience. Yeah, no, no, but I, I think a group of friends and family, you might say, that learn how to My download. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see. I grew up in the same hometown as Justin Williams. Turn into your. I drafted Rick Nash. Like I'm, I'm really, ex <laughs> I'm, I'm, ex 
excited to see Doug McLean. I've tried to dial that back in general. Like, I mean, who else is from Coburn? Tell us now. Don't dial that back. You own that. No, man. it's the cover of your Twitter. I am the Drake of Coburn. Chris Johnson is the Drake. Yeah, I don't of know. Coburn. Someone random just threw that in there. One, I died when I first saw that. Like, I actually laughed out. Like that. It's very that was good. a legit laugh out loud when I saw that for the first time. Writing raps about like intersections, both of them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I'm from Oshawa. Everything is so much bigger in Oshawa. <laughs> you know me, big city guy, Oshawa. <laughs> you know Adam's always saying, "Oh, you city slicker." <laughs> so what and and I think to Steve's point and what Jesse said too is like literally it's it's Steve's Steve's career obviously was was going just fine without without this show but then once people got to you know you're doing it we started in an hour and then we went to like two hours and then we went up to like two and a half hours and then, then we and, dialed it back and then we're like okay that's a little too much <laughs> that's, that's um, too much it's too so goddamn much. much we're exhausted um but but you know that's where people got to really know steve right, right. and i think this is what's going to be so cool for you and for Julie. well they also I, got like, to know him by yelling into his computer for yeah, like yeah 14 straight seasons of leaf games but you've never you know when you when we like it's crazy we've been through uh, what you go through on a show is you become like a family. Like you think about, we've been through marriages, divorces, deaths, births, like Divorce? everything. All That's of it. just you, Adam. P- peanut butter. Sell <laughs> yeah. peanut butter. Um, and so taking I taking th- trips to Manitoulin Island yeah. <laughs> in the piss pouring rain. Pishin can you believe this is in Ontario? <laughs> sure can. Definitely can. Looks you're, like Alberta to me, guys. I'm not sure. Yeah, you're wet and in a boat. That's Yep. <laughs> Got it. Got it. How long was that trek ac- across the uh, the lake there? Well, so so the 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 Chichimon is is it two hours, hour and a half, something like that. And then, but you're you're uh, we did it in a day. So you're two hours one way, and then you're there the whole day, and then you're two hours back, and then you get to your. So you had zone. four hours we of were, commuting. We were, and the thing is, like, we were there on a uh, God God bless them. They were such a great partner to work with, but that it was like a. It was like these. Could, they were so great. I actually can't believe they're not yeah, I, Like literally, <laughs> like they were great the way you expect out in the Maritimes or something. Not some Ontario asshole though. It was a special weather statement that day, so there was like ten centimeters of rain or whatever, and and like it was it was just like this is the worst possible weather day we could have asked for. His, his weather app said, Adam, stop and turn around. Yeah, yeah. honestly. Did you but, put the car, the, the truck on the boat, the ferry, and yeah. ship it over? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Can, do you want to hear some stories from that? Just one quick... I've really got nowhere to be. This, <laughs> is, this is your guy's show. This is so, your night. So yeah, well, well, listen, we're going to talk about Jack Eichel. We're going to talk about Leafs Camp. We're going to meet Julian McKenzie, but I got to tell you this. So just this one story. So it's, it's early in the morning, and, and my girlfriend, God bless her, is along with me for the ride. Because, you know, in dating me, you become my de facto cameraman for stuff like that and I don't think she signed up for that but that's what happened and so we get on this boat and it's a boat that you drive onto and it's clean it it shows up on time all that stuff but you remember that like Manitoulin is farming country right other than tourism I, I actually have no idea. well yeah okay I'll so take your word for it so there's farming there so so a guy pulls up and it's 7 a.m I'm not a morning person as it is neither is my girlfriend and you host a morning radio I know, show. I know I'm not a morning person at all at all it's a it's a struggle it's like i'm not a hockey guy you're more so into chess I, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah more of a chess guy so we we um we get on this boat and this guy pulls up beside us he's got this huge tundra pickup truck and he's pulling cattle and it's like a big cow thing and it's not just you know you you see cattle on the highway or you see them kind of at a at a, at a you know thing and they're being loaded on a truck and they're fine these cattle are not okay 
these cattle are extremely agitated. So, so yeah, so we get we're and it's in this, seven a.m. It's seven yeah, a.m. and we're too. and they're like, you woke me up to get on a wet boat. Thanks, guys. Hadn't had a coffee. And yeah, and, yeah. and it, they're so agitated that you're you're almost like you know when someone's stressed out in a room and you don't know them but you're stressed out for them. You're picking up the cow's energy here, and I the cows are every like, day. They're like looking out the you know because they they've got the 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 blocks so the cows can't see anything. So the cows figured out that they get their big big black eyeball like out thing and they're like sticking their tongue out and going and and that won't be a meme it was i'm just yeah (laughs) it was unbelievably uncomfortable i was like i i you and then amazing that that didn't make your instagram no i know and then they and then of course these kids are like cows and they run towards the cows and then they're They're yelling at the cows banging on the cat on the thing i'm like where are the parents oh you know what i learned at the zoo is that is that hyper kids always make every situation better ah yeah 100 (laughs) anyway did you work at the zoo yeah (laughs) so so here's what i want to do before we get into leafs camp because you you were there steve was there we want to get your takeaways and and obviously the the eichel situation caprizov signs all that stuff i do want to can we do the official jersey thing yes i would love to let's do it so where is it oh baby a first edition Chris Johnston jersey to welcome you wow. to the team. I thought you guys retired a, number nine. Yeah. That's a, that's a real No, not, do we don't have, have any retired numbers. We have no retired numbers on the Daniel Navy, and we will do never have to, retire. Do we have to pose? <laughs> oh, no. It's like our. Oh yeah, this is this is awful. (laughs) (laughs) Jesse and I just you know we're we're just here. We're get up and no, we're we're just just a man's hand. Get up. Let's let's take our Steve Carell from the office poster. Okay. There it is. This is going to be great for Spotify. All right, all right. Shout out Spotify, everybody. What are you doing? He's getting his jersey on. I don't know what the problem is here. Jeez. This is great. There it is, right there on the ISO. We're, yes. Down, thumbs no. up. You're way too just, tall. Nothing. <laughs> I was adjusting the camera. So, so Chris, Steve, you were both at camp for very different reasons. Obviously, my Steve, stuff was better. Steve was there to. You scoot down a little. I don't know, Steve, what you can say about what you did. Um, uh, yeah, because I don't want to blow it. Right? Oh, okay. But, well, no, so this I, is but but it's really like what you're going to have for Sportsnet's going to be. It's going to be very funny. It's okay. going to okay. I will. I can tell you who I spoke to. Uh, okay. Uh, so, uh, it was a it was a very different media day than any of the very few that I'd been to, um, because like e- everything just went so fast yeah. because there were fewer people and restrictions and everything was very tightly scheduled. If I had hit a lick of traffic, I would have missed three guys. <laughs> really? Because we we had three guys done before we were even supposed to start. So I'd been there like five, ten minutes. They're like, all right, here's Wayne Simmons. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'm into an interview that I've wanted to do for a decade. And, and you know, we're talking about Scarborough and everything. And and uh, our producer, Graham, who's from Guildwood, said that I'm from fake Scarborough. He said Port Union is fake Scarborough. No, it's not. It's and he asked Scarborough. Wayne Simmons his opinion on that. And he said it is part of Scarborough because Wayne Simmons is right. Because he oh, was gosh. from Port Union. How dare you? Yes. Because Wayne, Wayne yes. Was, he grew up in our neighborhood. No, Graham's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Graham's Graham wrong. Is wrong. <laughs> That's how, no. how far did he grow up from your houses? Oh, like uh, I, I can't remember where he lived. I know exactly where he lived. Where, um, I mean, don't don't give his address. No, I wouldn't. But he, say it. it was right. What's the social it, insurance? It was right can away. We get, how quickly can we get? To really, this? super close to Moet. Super close to Moet. Oh, okay. near the uh, library and the um, and like where Sue Gars was. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Yeah, where, so. where all of us bought uh, dangerous crackers. Yes. And, uh, kids, yeah, I, I kids actually used to pop them with their teeth. I used to yes. hang out on the roof of that plaza. But um, but anyway. 
Yeah, yeah okay, but that anyways. was very, very definitely Scarborough. So I, I would have, if I hit a lick of traffic, I would have missed Wayne Simmons, Jack Campbell, and John Tavares <laughs> in that order. Like that's a pretty unforgivable Problem. list. But we got them all, all in an amazing. What mood. would they have done? Like, were you doing all the interviews? They would have just left. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I did. I did it all. I, I suppose like, the producer would Jeremy have Jeremy McElhaney have like come in from the bullpen, the producer, yeah, or, or Graham. Like Graham? someone would have yeah. just had to been like, oh, "All right, I'm Steve now," and wow. they would have had to put me like fake me in later. How come they did them so early? Like you had a set time, right? I don't know. I guess I, they were all sitting there waiting. And I actually like, Can we start? think, whoa. Let's not let Steve off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't like if you're not ten minutes early or twenty minutes late was, kind of situation. I was wicked early. I was, and thank God, you better be. Yeah. Like, what time did you get there? Uh, at least eight thirty. There was traffic. Did you take the gardener? I took the four hundred seven, buddy. Four hundred seven. Oh, you probably got a transponder there. Big money, <laughs> Mister Moneybag. That's yeah. what you do when you live in the uh, middle of nowhere. The schwiggity. Um, yeah, hey, no. is it, can we redo my contract? <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't, I this. can't make a transponder a part of it. But yeah, you're coming in from even further than Steve. You're like he. What you five cities over? You're six cities over? You're downtown. You're past Newcastle. Like you're 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 That's in Shelbyville. That's where my heart is. But I'm physically in downtown Toronto. Yeah, there you go. Um, so eight see, kilometers door to door. The one, the one thing I will wow. say is that with um, you know with the two of you and having been at Leaf Camp is this is the one year I can remember where there really hasn't been some major dramatic story other than who's vaccinated and who's not. And I don't want to get into the vaccinated talk because everybody's getting into that. But like if you were to if there was a takeaway from this. And I camp, don't think it's that bad in this case. No, it's not. Well, I know Nylander's got one vax or something like that. But well, then he had an allergy which can be made worse by the vaccine. So he was okay. vaccine hesitant. Okay. And then as soon as the rules came out, it wasn't like he had to be arm twisted, I don't think. Like it, no. You know, there's there's definitely some cases around the league that I don't know if we want to name names here, but where there was like some pretty serious arm twisting just to get the vax. Like with William, he got it and he'll be fully vaxxed like really like any day now. Okay. So. so so then from your just just from the camp and we'll we'll get to the NHL wider in a second. What's been your takeaway? Like what are you you know, you saw Yesterday was the media day. Today was practice. Like, what have you seen? What's it like? What's the mood? The mood's pretty campy. It's normal. Okay. Like, come. Like, I understand a lot of the fan base or people listening might be hanging on to what happened in May, but <laughs> I really do think the players on the team, like, it's kind of exciting. Like, when you start up a new... I used to like to start a school. I don't know why I was that nerd, but, like, it's kind of fun to get the fresh start and get back and see your friends again and do that. So I think... There's a little bit of that vibe that we all used to have in September when we went back to school. They were really upbeat. Yeah. I thought, yeah. Well, I mean, like, have you ever made a mistake in your life or, like, had a disappointment? Like, you Uh, don't, like, have to live with it every day for five months. Like, I mean, it's not to excuse it or I'm not saying, hey, that was no big deal of a loss or nothing like that. But my point is, at some point, these guys had to deal with it and move on. And and their team's probably going to be awesome again this year. And so... I don't get the feeling, other than all the questions about it, that, that they much care about it, to be honest. You know, I thought Morgan... I, like, I don't know where everyone's at with this, but, like, it's pretty clear to me the odds are on the below 50 that he'll be with the Leafs next season. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they're zero. Like, there's still time and things can happen and we don't know. But, you know, you're, you're almost seeing him kind of process or realize that in real time when... He's asked, like, do you want to be a Leaf beyond this year? And he's like, you guys know how much I want to be a Leaf, but there's a business aspect to this. Like, uh, you know, that was as close to maybe of a, a flashy quote or or what have you. Um, you know, and, and then today was the first day of practice, and it was insane. 
Like, oh, yeah? The, 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 this is, like, I actually was thinking about, like, imagine they put the reporters on the ice. So there's two groups, but for both groups, their first 25 minutes, no pucks on the ice, literally just doing, I don't know the politically correct word for this Bag drill. Skate? Yeah, well, it used to be called suicides back in the day. Right. I presume it's like a conditioning skate where you're doing the lines back and forth, like stopping, starting, and literally for 25 straight minutes. And we're talking about, obviously, well-conditioned athletes. And these guys were dying. I'm talking, like, actually crumpled on the ice. Like, Did, did you see the, the photos and, and videos from the Canucks camp? Was yes. OEL? Yeah. Yeah. Oliver Ekman Larson, by the way, if anybody doesn't know One this. One of them pulled an Adam Wilde out there. <laughs> What's that? Didn't you... Uh, oh, he threw up. Yeah. Um, Connor, oh. Garland, Connor Garland threw <laughs> up, and Oli Levy was in a, a crumpled heap in, on, in the corner. And Oliver Ekman Larson was lagging behind everybody he says else. 25 minutes of suicides? Yes. 25 That's minutes. brutal. Are they, what are they oh. doing that for? Gosh. <laughs> it, they did it last year. Oh, and they just, just do it. Sheldon Keefe said, look, there's no good time to do it. So he wants to do it first. It's just like, oh. he said, he said, it's hard to win. It's hard to play a whole season. It's hard to be in this league. Let's start off with hard. And, you know, it, it was actually like, it sounds repetitive. It was interesting to watch because you're talking again about, you know, some of these guys like literally don't drink any alcohol, don't eat any sugar, go to bed at 730 every night. Like, like these guys are doing everything to maximize their, what they can do physically and they are dying after 20 minutes of this. And I was like, let's let any random Joe. I would love to see like a beer oh. league team get put through the same exercise. It's like like it would the, actually be hilarious. Do you remember the beep test? And oh, I said, oh, yes. Yeah. I definitely didn't go 25 you know they've, minutes. They've taken <laughs> that out of school. I think the furthest I got was 11 minutes in the beep test. But they've taken that out of school because somebody <laughs> complained and they like tried to prove that it was torture. Like it's actual torture. torture. It felt like torture. It was terrible. Yeah. It was psychological torture. Just don't well, finish last. Just don't actually, yeah. just don't it's finish. funny. Sheldon Keefe actually said it was more about pushing the guy psychologically than physically. Yeah. It's about sort of like forcing you already to dig deep and push beyond whatever you think your limit is. What, what do you think? So that sorry. was actually kind of cool. Like easy for me to say because I'm not down there doing it. But it was really interesting to watch them do that. Usually the coach picks like a thing that's their thing at camp. Where it's like, well, we want to do this. We want to accomplish this. What do you think Sheldon Keefe's focus for this group is? So last year they were trying to set the standard. Okay. This year they're trying to raise the standard. Mm. And so I don't know, obviously, I think he's probably pulling a lot of different things out of that. He's probably referencing that, referencing back to that larger point when he's doing PK meetings, PP, you know, sort of specific things. But let's face it, like the Leafs became a very, very, very good 5-1-5 team last year. They allowed the six fewest shots against uh, on a per eight basis at even strength, and they were 29th two seasons before that. Mm -hmm. Like they they got a lot better last season. Um, absent a couple games in May. yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but I'm just saying. I mean, the regular season was still a good team, Steve. Poor were, Steve. I'm so sorry, Steve. <laughs> well, they were. I feel bad for. I feel. I, I feel bad about it, but I feel bad for Steve about it. Yes. Right. <laughs> that they were, but they were an excellent team, and so I think the idea is that they they did take a step last year, and so now it's they're raising the bar. I mean, look, a lot of coaching is like uh, there's a very tactical side. There's there's a psychological. You've got to connect with your players as human beings maybe sense when something's wrong, try to address things. I mean, it's, it's a crazy job, but there's also a sales side, right? You're, you're almost just trying to like get their mind in the right place and come up with these snappy ways of, of selling the same message. Um, and we'll see if it works, but it, you know, it's, it, it's a very upbeat camp for those that are still sad about the result of last season. The, so I, I, there's a subtext to everything, right? So we're setting the standard, then we're raising the standard. The, the vibe I'm getting is last year there was a, you know, a little bit of hand-holding. 
you know, hey guys, here's what we're trying to do. And this year it's you're on your own. Like literally you guys figure this shit out. It, it, we have to win this year. We have to. There's no other option. Like we have to, there has to be a sizable improvement or half of you are gone. I'm gone. So someone else is trading you because I'm gone. Right? That That is the vibe I'm getting from this team. Yeah, there's no kids table at dinner at this family holiday anymore. Right? No. Like mm. everyone, everything's being called as it is. You know, I'm under the impression a week or two before camp opened that, that Kyle Dubas had a series of meetings with, you know, the key guys. And, and, you know, I don't know all that was said there, but, you know, I got the impression that some of it was just, it, yeah, this is like the last dance thing. And I know some people want to push against that idea. Obviously, like Austin Matthews, I'm reasonably sure, like 99.99% sure, no matter what happens this season, will be a leaf and start next mm-hmm. season. But, you know, what he can't count on if you're him is who will be around him. And, you know, he's been here a long time. It's sort of like I was saying how emotional it was for me to leave a job where I have great friends like David Amber, Elliot Friedman, Carolyn Cameron, many other people. Like, that. that's hard. Like, I didn't, you know, you, you want to take parts of it. You, you want to take them all with you. Yeah, sort yeah. of. Like, it sounds weird or corny, but, like, I, I don't think that, I think that, that that does loom over some of the players that, yes, okay, you probably won't be traded. Let's be, let's, but everything around you could look different at this time next season. And so, you know, I think that they're calling that as it is, as you say, like everyone's growing up. No need to pretend. Uh, you can't probably go through a season and lose a sixth straight year in the first round or first play in game, whatever the playoffs. And, yeah, just roll it back and be like, "All right, <laughs> I know we're gonna we're committed." They sort of set the standard with the rookie tournament. Like uh, they sort of took the focus off development, and it's like, "All right, which one of you is the best? Just show us. Just show us. We're not gonna give you any tips or anything. Just fucking wow. go out there and do good." And who do you guys think was the best <laughs> at the rookie tournament? Nick Robertson. Yeah. Okay. But he's second. actually he's actually played NHL games. Here, yeah. So, like, so second best then. There. Well. It's oh, who was second best? Yeah, like you know, oh. I, I, who would surprise? I guess because I mean, it could be like Lilligren. They well, took like 21. fourteen like, guys that aren't even in their organization. They signed yeah. all these amateur tryout mm-hmm. guys because first of all, they didn't make any draft picks last year, barely. Yeah, and then they they didn't have access to their players that are European draft picks like Amarov or Kavonin uh, or guys like that because the they're on yeah. teams in Europe right now, so they didn't have a lot of their own prospects. Okay, I was um well, for, first of all, I sort of called that months ago because like this is. Okay, if you're the find a needle in a haystack team, you're the, you know, we have these expensive contracts, but we're the smartest guys in the room. We're going to be able to find all those undrafted guys, especially in a year where the draft was pretty unconventional. Like, I want to see those guys at camp and doing well, and who knows, maybe some of them will get uh, ELCs. I was um, actually pretty surprised with, like, if you've played professional games, you should be dominating these games. And uh, Joseph Duzak uh, was actually extremely good. Um, who barely made my prospect pyramid. He's a little older, but I. you tell me if I'm wrong here. I think, I'm not stepping in. I think there's a Prospects great, isn't my thing, really. Like, well, I don't I'd pretend to be an expert on the prospect side of things. There's a greater than zero chance he plays games for them this year. Maybe. I, wow. I actually don't know what... Like, beyond their top six, which is pretty obvious and set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really know what seven eight nine like like it's there we'll has get, to be injuries. In well, order well, there, of happen, course, but, every yeah. I mean, but it'll be interesting if they do run into injuries. You know who is next up? I mean, Lilligren's still there. 
Yeah, they signed Dahlstrom. Well, and they said yeah. that Alex Biega, who's played a bunch of games for Vancouver and Detroit. They oh, Biega's a game. I forgot that. The audio up front. The but I'm just not sure like how they slot, and, and we'll get a better sense with camp and the preseason games. And all yeah, because because I know Keith said that Lilligren and Sandine are a lot further ahead this year than they were last. Like, and you would hope that would be the case, but that's you know that's that's a good sign. Sandine did well in that in the the hockey beep test. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. He was, like, leading his group every time. No and, shock. Nice. No shock. And what's interesting there is that there was sort of an underhanded comment last season at one point from Sheldon Keith that sort of pointed to, you know, Sandine maybe not fully getting the, the work outside yet. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't, like, a gratuitous shot. This isn't, like, Kadri back in the day where they called him fat. But it, was, but it was more like, I think, they were just saying that he's got to learn some pro habits a little bit more and, and what have you. And so I wonder if he internalized that because, you know, you get into a that intensive a conditioning drill and he's he's beating all the NHLers I mean that's a good sign that's fascinating because like wasn't he the 30 minutes a night guy or was that like to send a message hey you're not working out enough who's this Sandine remember that was a thing in like exhibition games or uh, down in the minors he was playing like half an hour right wow yeah oh yeah for the Marlies uh, yeah. Wow. And I want to say in one or two exhibition games, he played because, over 25 minutes. Because they wanted to push him. But I think the yeah. context of the quote was last year, remember, he had that long stretch of scratches. When he wasn't injured, there was a there was a period early in the season he wasn't playing at all. Right. And Keith was asked sort of like how he can grow through that or whatever. Like, basically, what WTF? And, and he was like, well, he's got lots of time now to learn pro habits. And, you know, it, was, it just it felt a little like they were just trying to prod him a bit. Okay. All right. What happens with the? It seems like they have a dozen left wingers. You know, you run yeah. down the list. It's Hosang, it's Gusev, it's Bunting, it's right. Kasha, but it's like it's when you Richie. have like three quarterbacks in football, but you don't know who your number one quarterback is. Like, there's a little bit of that going on, right? So, it, at the end of training camp, do like four guys just get cut and scratched? Like, how is this going to play out? I'm not entirely sure. Like, they have too many forwards in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so somebody with a one-way contract or a couple are going to go through waivers at minimum. So I don't know if that ends up being like a Pierre Engvall or what have you. You know, there's also the possibility of a trade. I don't think it's, that can be completely ruled out. But, you know, I find it kind of interesting. Like on one hand, you have if you have Matthews and Marner together, whoever plays on their left wing, it should be fine almost no matter who it is. But I, I don't see an obvious guy that fits like long-term there. Um Ilya McKayev? Maybe. I I just, there's just not been enough finishing from him. Like, I don't know if yeah. that makes sense. But, you know, maybe it's someone like Michael Bunting. Like, it's hard to know. He's played 26 NHL games or whatever and had a great uh, season last year in his time with the Coyotes. But, you know, there's just, to me, like Nick Ritchie was got the first sort of tour of it in the, in the line rushes today. But I don't know if that's the one, you know, could Robertson ever go there? Like, I don't think it's necessarily likely, but you know, if he has a wicked camp. I, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, you're right. It's very open, Jesse, and it's hard to say how that's all going to break. I think it's going to be tough, though, for Hosang uh, or Gusev to earn a contract. I mean, maybe if Hosang's willing to go to the Marley, sign a two-way, mm-hmm. that kind of mm-hmm. thing, that might make some sense. As depth. He did say today that he would sign in the ECHL. Yep. He said he'd sharpen skates. <laughs> <I like that. laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was very well-spoken today. Actually. Was he? Yeah. So the thing with him, people always use this, this blanket term, character. That's a character thing. What is it really with Josh Hosang? Why has this not happened? Because this is a first-round draft pick. He said today that he's heard a lot of things over his life that he wasn't ready to hear. And that, you know, last year he played in Sweden in Ling Shoping, 
And he said that his head coach there changed his life. And he said that he started telling some of the things he's heard in the past, but he felt like the first time he kind of got it. And so I don't know. Like, wow. I, I don't know Josh Hosang personally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, inter- I've been part of interviews with him like today and, and other d- days and in, in before. But, you know, he certainly sounded like someone who's been through some things. You know, I actually asked him just because of the tone of his voice. I said, Josh, you know, did you ever have your love of hockey challenge through all this? And he said, yeah. And he said that, you know, he dealt with depression and anxiety. And he didn't he didn't get into much more specific than that. But he was saying he had times where he didn't know how to handle those emotions, everything he was going through. And he's he's almost had to get back to loving the game in a certain way and maybe um, looking at it a certain way. And so, I mean, it's hard not to cheer for a guy like this, I think. Mm. Just as a person, whether, you know, it doesn't matter where he ends up playing. That The beauty about a PTO, actually, he could play great in a couple preseason games, and any team in the league could sign him at any point in time. Oh, so that, that you just oh, take yeah. him. That happened with um, he's Chris Versteeg. Chris Versteeg, that's right. He um, Whole he... camp with the Oilers and then signed with the Flames, like the day of, of oh, the season. Oh, hilarious. Oh, hilarious. Wow. And he's yeah. an Alberta guy, right? He's from Lethbridge, I want to say. I think you're right. Anyway. Wow. Um, I was trying to look up who uh, Hosang's coach was over there in Sweden. It's funny. I asked someone I know in Sweden and didn't get back to me because of the time difference. So I, and so I don't have that answer because I don't know... I don't know if this story has been out there before. Like I, that was the first I'd heard of it, but it, it was kind of a moment today. I mean, let's face it. The interviews are getting better because we are in person now and the zoom, the zoom thing sucked straight up. Uh-huh. I think for the players, for the media, everything for the fans who want to learn anything interesting as a result. Now it's getting better because it is a little bit more human, but that was like the most human thing I've been a part of going back pre pandemic days, just the way he spoke and, and, you know, I, I got the sense he's genuinely grateful for just the chance to, to as he said, show Sheldon Keefe he can still play hockey. So Is it Daniel Erickson, potentially, head coaches, or Johan well, Ackerman? I mean, I got hockey DB, too. Do you I think just, they're I don't know. I don't know which – I don't want to give credit. I mean, because it's a pretty big thing to say if someone says right. – Yeah. So I, I don't know the whole story there, and I'm not sure if Josh will ever get deeper on why that was. I hope he does. Yeah. That's well, fascinating. I mean, look at – I think we've gotten to a time where – mental health and the whole thing like everyone a lot more people are sharing their stories and so i mean good on him for even saying what he said today and if he's willing to go one further if he earns an nhl contract I mean, maybe maybe this is his story and he can be you know a hope for someone out there who's struggling and so you know as i say no matter what it ends up with him you just hope his life is is in a better place now and that you know he finds happiness nick ritchie and andre kasha are big not wild cards for me but i'm those are the two people i'm most interested in in this camp Nick Ritchie was an assistant captain in Boston. And from what I've read, he's probably... That sounds made up. I thought it was. Yeah. I thought... Is he <laughs> I not? I thought I saw it. Hold on. Nick Ritchie. Hang they have on. a pretty established leadership group there. I was like, it's say, like, like I thought he was. Game, I think or? maybe it was an it's exhibition. <laughs> Picture I saw, he had an A on his jersey. Was anyway, it uh, maybe it was. They're I don't know. Anyway. So Nick... All I know is that this is my captain right here. <laughs> so with Nick, maybe he wasn't an assistant captain. I, I thought I saw it on Jersey. Who knows? I could have been sleep deprived. Um, <laughs> hey, the, Patrice, take that off. What we what we do know, Brad, what we do know is that he's got something to prove. Or uh, that's that's the sense I'm getting is that he's got the... This is a big prove-it season for him. Well, he's on his third team in, what, 2014 draft, was he? Yeah. Yep. So it's yeah. like third pro team, seven years after he was drafted, was the top 10 pick. You know, he hasn't been awful. He's had a career. He's played a bunch of games. But, you know, he'd probably fair to say he hasn't played at the level that people thought he might mm-hmm. when he was drafted. You know, he's coming home-ish. 
another Ontario boy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and, you know, he's going to play on a team that wants to win a Stanley Cup. So, yeah, this is big for him. He signed a two-year deal, if I'm not mistaken. So yep. it's not all or nothing. You know, if he's great in this training camp, it doesn't mean that everything's gone the wrong way. But, you know, I think that there's... Look, the Leafs are banking on one of Bunting or... I mean, best case scenario for them is more, one or more, of Bunting, Kasha, Richie being able to make an impact, right? I mean, they mm-hmm. didn't have a ton of cap space. We all know that. They, they instead of betting on the old guys, and I know they brought back older guys, Wayne Simmons and, and Jason Spezza, but they're they're going with sort of mid-level bets now. You know, Kasha's had some pretty bad concussion issues. He's not played a lot of hockey, uh, so he's a little bit of an unknown what you'll get from him. Uh, Bunting's only played, whatever, 26 NHL games, but looked pretty darn good in them, and... You know, he did play in the Sioux, so that means he's got to make a stop here while Kyle Dubas is in charge. And uh, Sorry, Kyle. Uh, (laughs) Low-hanging fruit, couldn't resist. Can can you imagine him watching this and being like, is that a thing I do? (laughs) Do I do that? Yes. Yes. I'm not complaining, but yes. Yeah. um... I I might... I'm actually not making this up, but I hope I'm not betraying any trust here. But So, on the night of the expansion draft... uh, Ron Francis was asked, and Ron Francis is also from Sault Ste. Marie. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he was asked about picking Jared McCann, and he pointed out that Jared McCann had Greyhound's roots, and so he couldn't resist. No. And I tweeted the quote, mm-hmm. and then Kyle Dubas took the quote and, and texted or DM'd me, I'm not sure, and he said, I wish there was something stronger than like that I could put on this button. <laughs> on this so he's in on the joke. He's in on the joke, oh, is my yeah. point. And, and, and he can appreciate it. Steve? <laughs> It's a funny joke. <laughs> Here's the thing. Feels good to laugh. I think towards the end of the, the year last year, for Leaf fans, because things went wrong, right? It was like, oh, God. Like another... And not that he's ever brought in anybody bad from the Sioux. Like, it's never been a bad thing. But after a while, you're like, you know, there were well, other the Jack teams. Campbell thing turned out. Sure yeah. did. That's what and I'm saying. Like it, I remember it, the night of that trade, and there wasn't a lot of people out there with the hot take. Like, this guy is going to be the Leafs' number one. No. Set all-time Just, records. Yeah. Right. So, you know... I. You're right. He hasn't like Jake Muzzin. That's been a great addition. Oh, for them. unbelievable! Unbelievable. You know, even Sandine, like where they drafted him. Like, let's see what he becomes. But you know, he has that. So yeah, he's not betting on the wrong guys. Like if I was a GM I, and I started taking everyone from Coburg, and there's not a long list of any tellers from Coburg, that Justin would be Williams bad. And Justin Williams right. and Justin. Uh, I know you haven't played in the league in five years, but we need you. Um, uh, with regards to uh, Peter Morazic, which again, there's a guy that I don't even think I've seen a quote from him. He was on the podium yesterday. Was he? What do you? What are your like? What's your impression of him? And what is your impression of their expectation of him? Like, is he gonna? Is he challenging for the number one? Is it Jack's number one? Jack's it- got the number one, but he doesn't have a firm grasp on it. Okay. Right? Like, I would be. It would take something monumental for him not to get. I think the first run of starts that are where the number one will go. But you know, per- performance will dictate it from there. You know, I think what's interesting to me about the Morazic contract and the decision to sign him. And look, they were losing Freddie Anderson. Free agency is like there's a real musical chairs aspect to signing goaltenders in free agency. Like mm-hmm. if you don't make a decision and have some conviction, you might end up with something you really regret. And they signed him fast. They did, yeah. but they gave him three years. Mm-hmm. They gave him three point eight million dollars, and Jack Campbell is an unrestricted free agent in a year. And it's just hard not to look at that and go, okay. So as long as Jack, like if Jack Campbell has a good to great year like he's going to be more than 3.8 million. And, you know, like you've established the floor now, I think, if, if Jack is your number one and he performs up to, 
you know, something that's acceptable. Well then, and can they bring them back at four or four and a half or five? It's a lot. And so, you know, it's an interesting decision because it kind of, to me, sets the table where unless Jack Campbell struggles this year, which obviously they're not hoping for, you know, I think it's going to be tough to retain him. Um, but again, then they'll probably just spin the wheel again next year and get another goaltender there. But, Is anyone but, in the organization tired of this? Like, as every conversation around every pending free agent is well it's, it's gonna be hard to keep them <laughs> it's gonna be hard like it's, they I hate it because i am tired of this they hate it and and look at it i'm a media guy and so like yeah let's face it it's it's sort of it's it gets some reaction um so there's a reason why i talk about it but it's also we're talking about their number one defenseman and their number one goaltender so it's not you know we're not cherry picking the fourth liner who might be walking away next year like right. these are these are positions that will have to be filled and, and likely cheaper than what those players are worth. Like that's the trick. Right. And so, yes, I know you're bored of the conversation. Oh, I'm like, not, it's, it's not but, that I'm bored of it. It's that this cannot sustain. Like you lose your number one left winger in Zach Hyman. And I'm not saying they should have given him the contract Edmonton did. I think there's huge risk in that contract, but like now we're saying like, who the heck are the left wingers? Like, how's this going to work without him? Cause like you get, I think a little bit worse. And obviously they're paying those players, not $5 million, which, you know, Zach Hyman's worth on the open market. You know, when you're not paying, if Jack Campbell has a great year this year and you're not paying him 5 million, someone else is, well, then you're getting another guy for two and hoping a little bit. So look at this whole thing is built on the Leafs winning a cup with the guys that make the money. Like it's that simple. Really at the end of the day, that's, that's the bet. And we'll see if they can do it. You know, I don't think there's any reason to say they can't yet, despite, you know, what you've seen. You know, I, I'm looking at Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews as a fourth and fifth or third and fourth best scorers in the league last year. Like, not a lot of teams have that. Nope. And I know in for one week or week, week and a half in May, it didn't work, but doesn't mean it won't work next year when you get to April and May. On, on the note of, um, you know, left wing got worse. I think a lot or just of... got less certain. It might yeah. not be worse. It's it, just kind of like... Eh. I, I agree. Andre no, Koch has played nine games in Boston, right? Like, we don't know. Well, it's jump ball. Yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. it's jump ball for spots, and with it being jump balls for, for spots, I was shocked that Alex Kelchenik was not brought back, and that he wasn't able to cash in. Like we all thought it was going to be one of those two things, probably him cashing in somewhere else, and he didn't even do that. He's I got a what PTO there? with the Coyotes. I thought he'd be back, but on just a similar kind of you know one point one effective deal. Yeah. And and I believe if he was willing to do that, there there might have been an opportunity to have it happen. Um, he didn't want to come back. I don't know if it was that he look. He probably thought he was worth a bit more. You know, he he scored it like half a point. So he may he may have, and you're not confirming, but he may have overplayed his hand. It's possible. I mean, look, it's he played well. I mean, he played well. He had like one horrific mistake, right? Basically, his entire leaf tenure. Yeah, and it just happened to be the the worst time of the year to have. Well, it. you know. But yeah, but I mean, if if he had if come he back was on a, a pilot, if he's back on a million, jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's dark, Chris. Oh my god! If he comes back on a million dollar deal, though, is anybody in this room upset about that? No one. So that's that's the weird part. And I was surprised be that two-way. if he's gonna or yeah, it better be a two way oh, deal. Sure, if it's Galchenia. But if know? it's if it's he lives in Arizona though, right? Okay, but oh, he had a that. terrible time there. Okay, but he lives off-season in Arizona. Okay. He's looking at that team that traded away everything that wasn't nailed down and not named Phil Kessel in the off-season. That's true. Mm-hmm. Look at their draft picks, though. Like, they're set up 
if they draft well, and that's a huge if, and obviously the teardown is easier than the build up, mm-hmm. but they did a pretty nice teardown in terms of collecting assets. Um, you know, I think it's reasonable to think he can earn a contract there, that he can play lots of minutes there, and that he might get traded before the trade deadline for more assets and end up somewhere better. So this isn't necessarily the worst outcome for him. Like that, That's why I don't want to say mm. he overplayed his hand, but I do think if maybe he was willing to commit to Leafs right away on a really cheap deal, they would have looked at it. I mean, that's what Wayne Simmons did, right? Like Wayne Simmons signed, I remember it was during the Stanley Cup Finals, so it was in June, um, and free agency was July 28th. He, he gave up the opportunity to see what the rest of the league thought of him again. To, to sign in Toronto on a pretty reasonable deal. I, I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head. 972. Oh, 902 years But it was cheaper than this previous one. 1. Yeah. 1.5. Yeah. So he was willing to sort of work with the team, and I think that his cost, you know, in addition to liking the player and liking him, that they they jumped at that. So, um, yeah, there was a chance to stay, I think, but hmm. I don't sense there's any bad blood there. No, I no, I just... It was surprising not to see him back. You kind of just go, well, you were a natural fit, and... Play Steve. Steve was always your thing. Was always if you're in your happy place, stay in your happy place. Yeah, like and his happy place was uh, on John Tavares and William Nylander's wing, and he put up a bunch of points. Like I think I uh, I was looking at it the other day. I think he had 12 points in 26 games, but that includes his brutal tenure in Ottawa. So he was well over half a point a game as a leave. Like that's that's just sign a one year deal and go cash in. But maybe his happy place is playing at home. Yeah, yeah. could be. On Absolutely. a PTO? Well, I they'll think he probably settled for him. that, you know? Maybe, but sometimes people have PTOs, but they really have a contract. Well, there are instances of that. Th- of course. Like, this is recent. Like, it, it was it was odd to see. I think it was Josh Hosang signed a PTO on the, wasn't it, like, the opening of free agency? Mm-hmm. I thought that was odd. So that's that's a guy clearly making a decision. Right. right, but by do it by making that decision, he was able to skate in Toronto for a lot of the summer at the Leafs complex with the guys. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. complimenting it. It's it's great that he did that, and yeah. then he can still go sign anywhere that wants him. God, I hope it's here. I, <laughs> I so it'd be fun. great to have him work out. That'd be and a great story. Sense. They need <laughs> and Ottawa. They seem to need. Um, and he goes to Arizona and teams up with Galchenyuk, and they have a monster season <laughs> again. Oh my God, with Gusev. They need. <laughs> They need the a, line that could have been. Can you imagine? Um, they need a they need a good story. I think they need a, a, a Josh Hosang story. I think there's still. I mean, listen, the, the season didn't end all that long ago they need either. Four wins out of seven. <laughs> yeah, that too. But I but I, I it would be nice more to, than once. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A gentle sort of ease into the season with a nice story like Josh Hosang making it would be really nice too. I think that'd be cool. It'd be cool. I hope he does it. I'm a um, sucker for a good story. I mean, I. I love guys that are long shots. I love when Andreas Janssen made the team as a seventh round pick back in the day. You know, I, I respect, you know, there's even a guy, Logan O'Connor, he just signed a three-year uh, extension in Colorado. And, you know, he was signed out of the University of Denver. Like, I'm pretty sure he was like forgotten about, forgotten about in terms of being a pro player or, or not. I guess my point is he wasn't a can't-miss NHL prospect and the Avalanche saw him because it's in their backyard signed him and he's come up and he just signed a three-year deal and he's like 25 and he's played about 20 or 30 NHL games. And I just think that's a cool story. Like that guy kind of had to earn it the hard way. It's like Julian, uh, joining the yeah. CJ show. Yes. Uh, earned it the hard you know, way. I, I respect that. Like people that were able to stick with it and, and find a way to like, I can't even imagine being someone and I don't know Logan personally, but being him and like signing a three-year NHL deal after taking sort of 
the back door into you know the job. He's with one of the best teams in the league too. Like he's signing a three-year deal. Like he might be signing a deal to win a cup or more. You know, pretty awesome. Anyway, I love those Unreal. kind of stories. I'm a sucker for that. Um, yeah. so, uh, so there's a couple big things today. Obviously, we 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 saw. I got some texts. Oh, did you? Ooh. Uh oh. Are they good texts? Care well, to share with the class, Chris? Hmm? I don't know um, where that Will, Will, I think it's the berries and cream TikTok that you're addicted uh, to. Berries and cream. Um, it's I'm, a Greyhound's preseason game update. Oh, oh. from Kyle, probably. <laughs> no, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Stop the show right now. Read it out loud. Um, I, I do, I, I, I want to ask about um, the reaction today around the league for Jack Eichel. So, and I know that, by the way, I believe you're releasing an episode of the, the first. Like, do you want me to scoop myself? No, like, I don't want you to scoop yourself. What's the run of play but here? But can you, can you tease a little bit about what's going to be on the CJ show tomorrow about that? Tomorrow? We also, yeah, we haven't said that the first episode will be tomorrow. Oh, it won't be tomorrow? Was, okay, well, maybe it it's will be. tomorrow. It will be. We haven't said that, I don't think. Okay, well, it's going to be tomorrow. Show. It, it will oh, be tomorrow. sorry, right? that's Whoa, my bad. Yeah. Do you know this? <laughs> I didn't know I worked Fridays. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Well, I, uh, yeah. HR line one. Yeah, actually, it will be. A, uh, we should say this. We're hoping for Mondays and Thursdays. Obviously, your schedule's all over the place, so there will be some flex days in there. But Mondays, Mondays, and, Mondays and Thursdays. He's competing be, with us? We, we, yeah, well, we'll be Monday, <laughs> Wednesday, Friday. He'll be Monday, Thursday. What? I know. Imagine people could listen to both. No, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy to think. I can't wait until um, it's like. November and I'm like guys let's do Monday Wednesday Friday I'm like we oh got a good God. crew going I, here listen. we start like moving in on your real estate I, I'm fine with it you, you <laughs> can have it. an entire show worth of content all the shit that we miss after we I'm just gonna, oh yeah I'm gonna spend the whole day blowing up Jesse's phone like hey I need your help with this man like <laughs> take it Dividing him away from the SDP. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So you know I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Calling him at exactly twelve oh one. I'm coming in and I'm just gonna splinter this thing. So, <laughs> so he's 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 a double agent. That's what's happened. You're a plant. Uh, um. So Who sent you. Top line is that that Jack Eichel was stripped of the the captaincy today. Don't give us more than a couple sentences on this and dive into it tomorrow because I know there'll be more in the story tomorrow. But your sense of it is. Is there? I guess the question is: Is there actually a deal close, or is, no. uh, is this okay? No. Okay, there's no deal. No. Okay. Like, oh boy. No, no, no. One thousand times no. Okay. I mean, how do you make a trade right now? Like, they haven't even figured out his health. Mm-hmm. Like, look at the teams we think might want to trade for him, or have sort of kicked around there, or might be a good fit. Like, none of them have ten million dollars in cap space. You know, a lot of those teams that would be trading for him are trying to win a Stanley Cup like this season right now with the players on their roster. Mm-hmm. I, it's hard to predict when a trade will happen because things can change quickly, but it it's this is a really awful situation. You know, I have a lot of empathy for Jack actually here. And for those, you know, those of us like I'm not, I never played in the NHL, obviously. But for those of us that never made a living the way players make a living, this is a good reminder that like they don't really own their bodies in, in when it comes to essentially to their work, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the way they earn an income and the way Jack Eichel earned that contract is by performing a sport. And as part of the CBA and the sport that he plays, you know, the team as collectively bargained between the players and the owners has the right to make these kind of calls on his health. And, and you know, I think that that's a really difficult situation. I'm not a doctor. I don't know whether he should have the spinal fusion surgery or the, the disc surgery that he would like to have that's deemed a little more risky or, or less tested. Um, you know, I, I can't make that call for him, but I can put myself in his shoes enough to think like, man, what an awful situation. 
like at what point did the sabers just cave and let him get what he wants you're you're gonna get shit all for him you got a second round pick for taylor hall like you're not exactly good at this let him get the surgery well there's an element of mutually assured destruction here like depending on how far both sides want to take this now i do think you know jack has changed agents to paperson at, at caa you know it's not this isn't a comment on his previous agent but i do think it's introduced a different dynamic to the table and you know pat is a veteran deal maker great relationships great reputation not known as an agent who throws grenades into situations i believe roberto luongo might have hired him in vancouver prior to the deal to florida um if i'm not mistaken and and so if someone is going to come in and not inflame a situation it's caa i would say and, and pat specifically and so you know he's got a lot of powerful he just knows how to handle these kind of situations. So I got to believe what's best for everyone here is for Jack to get as healthy as possible and for him to play hockey again somewhere other than Buffalo. And so they, as much as they are at odds over what the treatment plan should be, they're not at odds over how this has to end, like as peacefully as possible. And so I have to believe there's a way forward. But, you know, a day like today, it just reminds you about how fucked up this is. Is Kevin Adams in charge? Oh, that is a good question. I know. Well, he's a general manager. I know. And he has a boss or two. Mm-hmm. And everyone has to answer to a boss. And so if we look at the Boston Bruins, Don Sweeney's boss is Cam Neely. And Cam Neely has to answer to ownership. Mm-hmm. And in Toronto, Kyle Dubas answers to Brendan Shanahan, who answers to a board. And so I, I don't know how much we can say that anyone is in charge. You know, he's making the hockey decisions, but obviously this, you're talking about a very expensive asset that this organization has in, in Jack Eichel and someone is signing those checks and obviously we'll have an opinion about how this should go. And so, yes, I think Kevin Adams is in charge of taking the phone calls and trying to formulate a way out of the situation, but you know, he wouldn't be able to make this decision without the input of ownership. But I know, I'm not sure that that's even though I sort of, I think I know what you're alluding to. You're alluding to the fact that he's young, that he's not terribly experienced in the position. You know, he didn't, he wasn't an assistant GM. He didn't, you know, he was brought on because he was friends with them. No, no, sorry. (laughs) Kevin Adams name was in the question, but this is not a Kevin Adams specific question. Right. But like my, I guess my point is, is that there would be, heavy consultation on any team in the league when trading a $10 million player. Okay. Or or handling a very significant decision to do with his, his health. Okay. <laughs> there, Steve. There might, there might be one... Steve. Hey, there might be one general manager in the whole league that doesn't have to answer to anyone on this kind of thing. Lou Lamorello. We don't even need a second. Yeah, just just, call him yeah it's got to be Lou. He Gotta doesn't be need Lou. training camp rosters. He doesn't need to register contracts, no press releases. The guy's just Bane. The o- ownership goes, Lou, you can't do that. Do you feel in charge? <laughs> <laughs> the standoff between him and Bodie Wild is going to be fascinating. So uh, I don't think it'll be a standoff. Yeah, no. <laughs> standoff. Yeah, like Mayweather versus Logan Paul. Right, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. What a standoff. Kipper versus Dangle. Yeah. In the parking lot. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Jesse, are we ready to bring on Julian we'll McKenzie? Pause the show. Okay, let's pause yeah. the show. Let's bring on. Let's get Julian ready to go. And welcoming on for the. I was. I. I thought it was the first time, but then I remembered we had him on before, and I feel like an a hole now. Julian McKenzie for the second time. 
Yes. All right. So. Julian, you will be the host of Julian will be the host of, of the Chris Johnson show to set Chris up. Everybody, some somebody has to alley, somebody has to oop, and uh, and Julian, you are one he's of the hardest. Carry me? Are you kidding? Well, me? he's one of the hardest workers in the industry. So, Julian, for people who don't know, you're based out of Montreal, and this is great because Chris is going to be on, a, on the road all the time. You guys are going to be doing this show mobile, but it'll always be on the SDPN. So, tell if anybody doesn't know you, tell us a little bit about you. What do we need to know? Okay, well, for those who don't know, I... Uh, this is also going to be your dating profile yeah, afterwards. Yeah, this is going on Hinge. <laughs> oh, I don't even get me started on Hinge. Um, I'm an editor at The Athletic for their NHL team. Uh, I'm the host of Zone Time for Yahoo Sports, and I sometimes make appearances on the Yahoo Sports Hockey Podcast. Uh, I host the Hockey Inside Out show for the Montreal Gazette, where we talk about the Montreal Canadiens all the time. Of course, being based in Montreal, I end up talking a lot about the Montreal Canadiens, and... Yeah, man, just some dude who, who likes sports and hockey and do a lot of podcasts and a lot of writing. And this year has been crazy, man. I, I started off just, you know, doing all these random odd jobs. And then the athletic came calling. And, and now this, man, like this year's just been crazy, man. So I, this that's basically me. I don't want to give you the whole riot act because like we'd be here for like an hour. Mm -hmm. You do a lot. Make no mistake. This will be the oddest job yeah. of your odd jobs. <laughs> I've had way odder jobs. I've had way odder jobs. I remember I was like an intern for like a street team when I was still at Bell Media. And we were doing this like music festival. Uh, I think it was like an electronic. It was a Ilsenix, this EDM festival. And we had this tent uh, where basically like any girl could like go in and they could get these like felt colored like I don't know, like these markers in their hair. They get their hair painted. I had to be the dude for like eight hours telling people, hey, you can get your hair colored. That's the oddest job I've ever done. Wow. This will, this is nothing compared to standing outside in the damn heat telling girls that like teenagers being like, hey, you want to get your hair colored in this tent over here? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, first, well, first and last show with Julian McKenzie. Yeah, oh, really? no. <laughs> Man, that is wild. Wow. I guess that didn't come up when you vetted him. Yeah, right? no, like, that's odd. We should have vetted you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> this is a... This is something that, like, you know, we've we've all been kind of watching your career with with um, with interest. Uh, I know from a, a friend of the show, Andrew Berkshire, uh, absolutely loves you. Um, couldn't say enough about you when we asked him about you, and 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 of course, you know, uh, I, I hope he doesn't mind me dropping his name, but Arpan Basu also just absolutely had nothing but great things to say about you. And I think the the, the exciting part for us in this, you know, for the three of us, and and for Jesse and I, you know doing the network here is that um you know we're excited that more people are going to get to know you because the more we get to know you the more we like julian mckenzie and uh and yeah. i just think that this is going to be such a cool partnership because it's probably two of the most likable human beings <laughs> you've ever met and the great thing is is like you guys i know a few weeks ago you guys got together for beers not knowing if this was even going to happen no very much didn't know no. at that time and and now and i mean i don't know you've been in the same room what three or four times ever one one time ever one. for the beer well we did zooms and stuff which in you know 2020 slash 2021 yeah. that, that's about the same room so but i just think, three or four i just think it's so cool where we are because we couldn't honestly if we had tried this in 2019 we'd have been like well julian's in montreal how are we going to do this right yeah we it would have been cannot. full stop yeah, yeah. yeah. very short conversation yeah so you wouldn't have had him like buzzed in on tv no, <laughs> no, no this is no, like no. pretty cool right 
I like. I feel like I'm in a real TV studio. Yeah. Right? Well, that that was the that was <laughs> Jesse. Yeah, I, I feel like that's an insult somehow. <laughs> no, Jesse woke up one day and was like, "I want to make a studio now," and now he has. Well, because I walked amazing. through Adam's house, went down some stairs, and then all of a sudden there's a TV studio. Yeah. Like I thought you were blogging in the basement down here. No, I didn't think it was legit. It's legit. Okay. okay now who's it may have like brick? What is? So so Julian, you know, uh, your part in this show. For, for anybody that doesn't know, obviously we, we, we've said, and we also, I, I haven't done this yet and I need to, I want to thank our, our partners at The Athletic uh, for doing the sales here because, um, you know, obviously we're a small shop uh, and they do an incredible job with that. So thank you to them for, for, for all of that. But but Julian, you're, you're working there. Your role on this show, when if your mom or dad asked you what this show is about and, and what your role on it is, what are you going to tell them? Like, how would you describe it? I host the show and I ask Chris questions that will hopefully get him to give all the answers that everyone's thinking about with the big headlines to talk about the National Hockey League. Is that succinct enough? I, I, I hope that is, but that's essentially it. Yeah. I like that. Almost too succinct. You're yeah. supposed to like ramble on and then it goes into a story about working at HMV, which is- Yeah, which I, I don't like <laughs> doing that. I don't want to no. do that because like my mom is, my, if I'm telling that to my mom, my mom just could be like, I, I, whatever, you're doing some podcast thing. Congratulations. I love you, son. That's pretty specific. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Oh, so you're like good at this. Like, it's, sorry, I, I'm not. So, like, it's it's good to hear someone who's actually able to do this. I can relate to that, too, because my mom also doesn't care what I do. So, <laughs> she's like, oh, that's nice of a podcast, honey. She's never heard one episode of what we've done. Not one. Not um, a, We've done eight, close to 850 episodes. She's never heard one. She's kind of busy. Yeah, I Give guess. her a break. Does your mom listen to your, <laughs> your stuff, Julian? I don't think um, there was, like, one. No, nah, not even. There was, like, one time when I was on Tim and Friends. And it was the day when I was on with Michael Grange and Donovan Bailey. And like, oh, there was like another time I had to interview them? Donovan Bailey for a story. Wow. And I was telling my mom about it. And she was all like, oh my God, I love Donovan Bailey. You should tell him I say hi. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? You know, I mean, you know, you'll, I, I didn't actually do that, but it's a fun thing to hear. So I'm telling my mom like, hey, like I'm actually on Sportsnet with Donovan Bailey. She's like, oh, okay. I'm like, what? Wow. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, Ju- Julian, like, what? Julian and I have been on Tim and Friends together, and then I see yes. him on with Donovan Bailey, who I like idolized growing up, and I'm pretty sure I just texted you, F you. Like, I, just, I, could, I couldn't believe you, it. Man. You were not that mean. You were not that mean. You did text me, but you were not that mean. Okay, fair um, enough. I, I, we're going to have a different parent vibe, because conversely, my dad will now listen to every second. No kidding. Oh, are you kidding? So if you talk, if you tell a story Ian about Johnston, your dad, you gotta, you he's get... probably listening to Steve Dangle podcast right now. Actually? Guaranteed. Oh, my mom oh. listens to every episode. Really? And, oh, yeah. and and I don't mean this to, you know, my dad is a little north of 70. But he knows how to download a podcast. Well, he barely does, but he will figure it out over hell and high water. That's amazing. Just to hear what we're talking about. I want I want to ask you to, to Chris, do you have any siblings? Yes, I got three siblings. Three siblings. Julian, you any of siblings? You know, child like Two me? younger sisters. Okay. All right. Have they had any reaction to this, guys, or do they care? My siblings don't uh, care. They like, like, absolutely <laughs> could, could give a shit. Okay. Like, like, basically, like, my whole family, like, if I'm posting stuff on social media or I tell them about it, they're, they're basically, they'll be incredibly supportive. And what they'll also do a lot is, like, a lot of their friends that they know, a lot of people that they know in the black community in Montreal, they'll, they'll be like, yeah, you know, Julian's doing all this stuff. He's doing all this great stuff. And it's all great. My dad, I should shout out my dad because he's very supportive of me as well. 
Uh, he works at Concordia and sometimes like he'll talk to like other like professors and like deans at the school and they'll be like, hey, yeah, how's your son? Yeah, he's doing good. Yeah, he did the weather, right? Like he's, he's doing some good stuff, man. Yeah. So I think like my like my mom will won't pay attention to everything. My dad will pay attention to more stuff. And I think he low key uses it as like leverage to like, you know, get in with certain people. So <laughs> I think it's very varying differences. He might be disappointed when he hears it. our podcast. Yeah, right? This might be the not... opposite of leverage. I'll say this. I'll say this. I think I, I think one time I was like watching like Hockey Night in Canada and I showed my dad like, hey, there's that Chris Johnston guy. I think I'm supposed to do a show with him. Like, oh, okay. Don't worry. When he actually one day, if it actually happens, where he'll meet you, man, I'm, I'm sure he'll come away impressed. Oh. Actually, what's funny too is not to hijack the show. No, or nothing, go ahead. But um, that's what you're the on time for. Chris and I, Chris, and, the time Chris and I met up, I was with another friend. Uh, I think near Ossington, and there was like this brief, like five ten minutes, where like my friend and Chris were just like talking, and like we my friend him. was just like, "Yeah, man." Your friend Chris is like super impressive. And I think he went over to like his girl's place and was like telling his girl's parents, who I think are like big Leafs fans. They're like, yeah, I was like hanging out with my friend and he's like hanging out with Chris Johnston. And they were like, holy shit, like you yeah. know Chris Johnston? So yeah, man, Chris, I'll tell you this, like Chris and Steve and all y'all, I didn't realize how big of a deal you guys were until like this year. I seriously did not think you guys, not to say you, I, I didn't think you guys weren't a big deal, but like I was very amazed. Well, we're it's not. Amazing. It's amazing the spell we've cast over you in this year. I'm glad we I got you fooled. I was amazed. People, like after I was on the Steve Dangle podcast, I had people messaging me all day like, yo, bro, you're on the Steve Dangle podcast. Oh my God, you're on the Dangle podcast. So I didn't know all these people watched this podcast like this. This is insane. That's I thought people just watched and freaked out about the Leafs and that was it. Here, that's one, something that's happened sec. a lot with this podcast. Yeah, here, I'm just oh, e-transferring Julian some money. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I appreciate you, my brother. <laughs> Chris, do you not tell Time that story joke. all the time? Like you're on Hockey Night in Canada, but the thing you get stopped most for is being here with Steve. I don't know if about most, but it, I definitely get a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But like, say, I, say most. <laughs> say most. 94% of the times I've ever been stopped in public. <laughs> I love that. I it, love that. I will say I've never gotten used to it. Probably happens a few times a day still, and I never got used to it. Like sometimes I'm up for a run and I'll just hear like someone's going, like, oh, it's Richard Johnson. And I'm like, <laughs> just like they're watching like a middle-aged guy, like just really unathletically, you know, sprinting down Lakeshore in Toronto. Well, so, sorry if that's anyone out there. No, that's, I mean, that's everyone out there, I think. Uh, at least you're not one of those guys on those $60,000 bikes cutting people off and that sort of thing. Well, excuse me, I'm Lance Armstrong. And I, I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, yeah. So you got beef guys, with the bike guys? Oh, the bike guys are just the... They <laughs> wear got their, so much beef. They got hit. their singlets. Like, I have no problem with anybody who like, rides their bike to work. <laughs> but these guys who are with their singlets... What, and so they shouldn't got wear bike gear while Sponsors biking? on their bike. And your bike costs as much as a Porsche. And it's like... And they're and they're everybody. Oh, God forbid, people have hobbies. Everybody's using the pathway. Everybody's using the Look pathway. At this exercise, but we can't. We can't. We're not stopping for anyone. Everybody else is using the bike oh, lately. This is so Toronto. We're just not going to stop for anyone. I'm sorry. I'm on my bike and I'm training right now. And I, I have, I have an issue with people who are like, like. You're using a public road. You probably want to run them over with your dad car. <laughs> That's true. Oh no, my, my dad God. car couldn't catch up with them. It's a pretty slow car. But I, I'm just Lord. saying it's it's a it's the the Toronto man 
with way too much money and a bike singlet scene is a little aggressive, especially in the West End. That's, I'm surprised Chris hasn't been this hit. This so far for off the rails. I'll take your... Yeah, so, I'm just saying. It's a rant. I'm upset. Yeah, so what about Julian? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> so anyway... Anyway, like, you, Julian. Julian, you own a bike. Yeah, do you like bikes? Uh, I, I told myself I'd bike this summer, and that did not happen at all. So uh, I do have a bike, but I have yet to pump its tires, actually. So, can I, are you Canadians fan, Julian? People are going to want to know that. Um, not any, here's the thing after, uh, 2016, I kind of stopped and then I moved to America for a year and then I came back and then all of a sudden I started like, I was at Habs Eyes on the Prize for a bit and I was writing about the Canadians, but I wasn't like a fan. And I figured that like, you know, if I'm going to be writing about hockey and trying to get into sports media or at least in Montreal, like the way it kind of works, not to ramble too much, but like people care about the Canadians and then people don't really care about all the other sports here. So I knew if I was going to be in a position where I would ever cover this team, any fandom that I had or anything like that, I'd have to get rid of that. Sometimes like mm. I go out of my way, like how I'm speaking on a podcast or anything. If I accidentally say like a we or something, I try to be like, we is the media. I try absolutely hard to not make it seem as if I'm a fan like at all. And, and generally I'm like, I'm not, but I'm very interested obviously in what the Canadians do living in Montreal and and I'll tell you what covering them going to the Stanley Cup final like selfishly for me as someone who had gotten a new job and gets thrown into that situation I enjoyed every single minute of it and seeing everyone get happy and and considering what people have been going through in the pandemic in Quebec for the last how many months it was just something that the province needed so I took a lot of pleasure in seeing a lot of my friends enjoy the Canadian Stanley Cup final run so I'm no I'm not a fan but I'm very much interested in what they do did you take any pleasure in seeing the Canadians crush Steve Dangle's soul <laughs> um I see that smile. Oh, You're on yes. Zoom. Yes, yes, yes. And 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 shamelessly, I'm sorry, Steve. I sometimes go back on all your old videos where you suffer. And like, I just watch them just like, wow, like this is enjoyable. But I love it because you're Those so passionate about what you do. No. And you're really entertaining. Thanks. <laughs> I love it. Well, listen. Like the, like the Zamboni driver day, bro. Oh, that's one man. of the craziest days ever, man. Wait, what was that? I remember what are you talking I was about? covering a Canadians game that night, and I remember just looking at the score. I'm just like, I think that was also when the, Can the Canadians had gone through like two eight-game winless streaks that season. And then the pandemic obviously kind of wrecked everything. And I was just thinking to myself, like, it doesn't matter what the Canadians do because at the end of the day, they did not lose to a Zamboni driver. Right. That that if anything, like I was like, that's the, that's pretty much the highlight of the Canadian season. I'm sorry, I'm not making this about Steve. <laughs> I realize I'm, I'm really just trashing him, but I love you, man. I got a lot of love for you, man. I got a lot of respect for what you do, and that I much. admire you a lot, man. <laughs> yeah, I remember thinking at the time, I'm like. This is the worst my life will ever get. And two weeks later, the pandemic started. <laughs> so it can't always get worse. That was, you know, how we were talking about me anticipating like reaction through the camera on a, on a previous episode. I did feel a certain Steve comment that night. And um, then at over 800,000 people watched me turn purple. Wow. It was, it was great. Is that what that did? Oh, yeah. Like my uh, like I had neighbors who didn't know what I did and they're like, Who's this psychopath who lives across the street? He just quietly puts out his garbage and goes back inside. They had no idea that was me. Wow. Like they expect you to be that way on Tuesday morning when you're <laughs> walking your son or like Put on the, the street. Hat <laughs> <laughs> guy, get the get the recycling. You put plastics in the paper <laughs> <And I'm> like <laughs> 
<laughs> that's, uh, Steve, yeah, that's not me. Can Steve. I ask Steve a question? Please. Yes, Julian, go ahead. Uh, are you a fan of Jim Carrey? Uh, I do. I, I like I like Jim Carrey. He uh, he was a big. I remember seeing The Mask when I was a little boy and coming home and sliding on the kitchen floor and being very hyper. My dad claims to have once been at a party where he was present before he was famous. Because oh, they okay. they grew up in sort of the same area. Your dad was popping like that. Okay, and I was just curious because like he just you see you. You just seem to like embody like physical comedy a lot. And I was just and, like, Jim Carrey does that a lot. So I was just curious if like he was like an influence or anything. I was, I did something that he used to do, which is practice faces in the mirror. Really? Like, oh yeah. I can really? see that. I used to, in absence of a girlfriend, I would come home and stare in the bathroom mirror and do eyebrows and stuff. Okay. All right. we're, we're, we're learning stuff about everybody today. In, oh yeah. In, in, absence, <laughs> in absence of a girlfriend. What is going on? So my, my buddies and I used to sit around juggling and seeing who could keep going the longest without dropping the balls, like because actual like circus well, yeah, clown juggling. Yeah, well, not okay, but just three balls. Juggling I didn't have balls. like seventeen <laughs> pins or like chainsaws or anything like that. But just gonna say what you have hell? to put on a show for us. Like I used to be able to juggle for like twenty five minutes without dropping a ball. What? Can you still? I could juggle. It would. I would have to work my way back up okay, to that so, kind of stamina. You know, one day what we'd like to do with this network of ours, and we as we add more shows and things, is we'd like to do like live shows where. You know, we, we Chris juggles where, where where we no, but where we have everybody kind of show up and and everybody does like a ten minute podcast or whatever. We we just we have some ideas or whatever. You have to juggle at that show. Oh, yeah, you do you have to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I'm looking for any reason to. That's why I told the story. Okay, yeah. Steve, we'll we're call our event Luck Talks. Luck talks, you know, just <laughs> puck locks, puck locks. Just okay. not be a name of the thing that kind of does that thing already, you know. No, we'll we're doing our own. We'll own. name Damn it something it. different. And you guys are so original. I did like literally thirty-two shows with Luck Locks and, and Evan Kennedy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we did a show with them. We did a show with them at. Uh, yeah. We did one. Our, like, we our biggest be, show was with. Them. We'll we did a cross Canada tour. We'll be the I'd fruit to. hoops to Puck Talks' fruit loops. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, listen, we're, we'll, we'll wrap the show because it's been a long one. But listen, uh, Julian, Chris, congratulations on the Chris Johnson Show. We're very, very, very excited to have you guys a part of this. Um, uh, Thank and, you. And, uh, and I think – so the first episode is going to be recorded and will come out tomorrow, maybe a little bit later in the day. But we do know that it is happening tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that. And by tomorrow, I mean Friday night. Um, so good, day, good news, day, Julian. Good news. Adam says we get double pay when we work Fridays, so we're already. It's already going. Buddy. It's already going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just want to say, I just want to say, thank you guys for for letting me be a part of this. It's an absolute honor uh, to be a part of the network and to be a part of the show with Chris and Chris. I'm really looking forward to doing all these episodes with you and, and getting to work with you. And I'm just. I mean, I, I'm really happy for you, man. You, you, you're, you're in a good spot at the Toronto Star and, and all the other things you got going on. And big money, CJ. You're big money, CJ, for a reason, man. You've been doing big money moves. I don't know I where you came up with that. Big money, CJ, bro. You big money, CJ. <laughs> I big money, CJ. Like the truth is, I'm big mortgage, CJ. But like, <laughs> big mortgage, oh, CJ. It's better than me. I'm not paying any mortgage. I'm paying rent. <laughs> Okay, but well, I'm, just, I'm, I'm terribly in debt. We're, we're, uh, oh, listen, God. if you're, if you're not terribly in debt, you're not trying. Uh, I just, I want to say, uh, to everybody, <laughs> this episode I is I was a joke. I don't think that's how it Oh, I'm kidding. I'm joking. I uh, listen, uh, to Julian and Chris, good luck tomorrow on your, on your maiden voyage. Uh, to everybody, it's youtube.com slash SDPN. 
Uh, we will have all the links for you if you want to download it with audio. You should expect it Friday night so you can listen Friday night or Saturday morning or whatever. And then it's going to be Mondays and Thursdays with the Chris Johnson Show. There are more announcements coming next week. Uh, so we have a huge announcement. But they will be on, much smaller than on, this one. Yeah, they will. Well, I mean, it's going to be tough to top this one. This is a this is a major one. But we have another big one on Tuesday next week that we're all very excited about. Julian and Chris, we're going to force you to talk about it on your show too. And uh, and frankly, honestly, I'm so excited. These are some pretty amazing teammates. And after eight years, this is our eighth season. This is where we're at. I don't think Steve or I from that first episode would have ever expected this. Um, and I think uh, it's it's a big big day for us too in the sense that we're like, we're really excited. We, we're working with our friends. It's cool. It's dope. Like Thanks, oh my man. god i'm your friend we're friends absolutely we're friends now anyway so yes we'll wrap it up there unless you try unless you ride a bike in a singlet then you're dead yeah. Yeah. don't yeah, you dare sure. talk to me no, no, i'm not doing that absolutely not you're good so look out for the cj show tomorrow look out for us on tuesday more announcements coming thank you so much hey, and congratulations to everybody in our discord community who guessed it right there was like two or three people that got it bang on uh, so we're excited for that. And anything to add, guys? Anybody? Anybody? Tomorrow's a work day, Julian. There's a curfew tonight. <laughs> Get a good Behave. sleep. Bag skate in the morning for the healthy scratches. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. I hope I don't throw up. Peace. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.